0: Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, and so we decided to record it one day. How are you doing today, Peyton?
1: I'm doing okay, Max. How are you doing? How was your week?
0: Stressful. Oh my god. (laughs) We've had uh, my band had two different gigs in two different cities, uh, uh-huh. w- with two different drummers, and so we've been <laughs> uh, we've been running around all week like chickens with our heads cut off. But uh-huh. we made we've been making good money in music, surprisingly.
1: Hmm. Well, that's that's nice. That's fantastic. I would like to hear some of your music uh, sometime. Um, as for me, I feel like I've been doing three jobs. Mm. Um this week I have of course, you know, Publix, my Publix gig. I got my little job with the Museum of Art that's right here in Lakeland. And I also um was in the middle of doing some paid uh training for uh proofing, braille proofreading um text books, different types of books. So I would do that in between. My other two jobs, um, normally um, they would do it all day long. But since I couldn't do it all day long, I had to break it up into segments. And that took me four days, two and a half hours at a kitchen table reading Braille and saying, yes, no, yes, no, this is correct. This is not correct. Yeah. And I had essentially four, four or five books to do. And four out of those five books were the same exact um, text, just different versions of the same text. So it felt like I was rereading the same words over and over again. Uh, Good money, though. $5.50 per page. All right. So other than that, um, I got the opportunity to watch uh, Cruella on Friday night. Have you seen it yet?
0: No. How is it?
1: you know, I actually really enjoyed it. I loved her origin story better than Maleficent's. Not that I don't like Angelina Jolie as Maleficent, but there's just something about making Maleficent um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sympathetic that I'm not really a fan of. I, I can see why they took that angle with her, but if I want to watch something to do with Maleficent, I'm gonna watch the original Stephen Beauty and watch her in all her glory, all her animated glory. And the Maleficent sequel that came out maybe a year ago. Yeah. That was just awful to to watch. Since they completely rewrote the original story from the nineteen fifty nine version of the film. They, yeah. you know, they just I don't know. Some you know, some of these live action remakes are touching now. but Cruella, Emma Stone, I mean, you you gotta love it. And I, I feel like her origin was um nearly spot on. Plot was overly complicated, did not need to be so. For those who have seen it, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh runtime was a bit too long. Two hours and 14 minutes.
0: Good God.
1: Um, I mean i I'm all for watching long movies, <laughs> but watching a two-hour film about a woman who's obsessed with Dalmatian fur, which they never even got into that at all. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was, that it seems it was very specific. <laughs> I would recommend it. It is, I believe, the 12th Disney film to be rated PG-13. Wow. Uh, there were some pretty dark segments in it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, but that's pretty much it as for Star Wars news. We are a bit low on the news this week. Nothing significant has popped up aside from different pieces of merchandise coming out to Galaxy's Edge, some toys and the like. They did mention something about the Star Wars celebration being moved from August to May of 2022. And for those of you who do live in Anaheim, congratulations to you, because that's where it's going. So that's pretty much it, aside from the fact that we were supposed to hear on Thursday, this past Thursday, whether or not Gina Carano would be returning to the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But we never heard anything. There certainly have been rumors, um, but nothing specific or, or solid as of yet. Right. So that's with me. Did you have you heard anything through the grapevine?
0: Not in the Star Wars world. I mean, there are a couple of screenshots of uh, a Star Wars show being filmed in Scotland as well as I think New Zealand. but like a- again, it's all hush hush. You can't really tell if it's Star Wars or not like it, it like it looks like somebody was walking past and from a pedestrian <laughs> distance away took a picture of it. So, like, Hmm. nothing truly interesting. Nothing really big in the the lightsaber world, either.
1: mm -hmm. Well, if you're talking about films or shows being filmed, I would say we are referring to Kenobi and Andor, as both of those are being filmed and being um, planned to air next year. Yeah. Because as far as I know, Mandalorian Season 3 is delayed. Not too much um i know they finished wrapping up the book of boba fett about maybe three months ago
0: oh i didn't know that um
1: unless we're discussing either ahsoka rangers of the new republic or lando but i don't think it's lando because donald lover who is supposed to be in the film or show rather he's got a busy schedule and uh Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka depend. I guess their storylines depend on Gina Carano. I may be wrong about this. The film Rogue Squadron, which is supposed to drop December of
0: 2023.
1: Yeah. Um, which would be the first theatrical film since the rise of Skywalker. Mm. <laughs> um, that should drop in 2023. So it could be that. It,
0: it makes me, that movie makes me want to uh, actually go out and purchase the game Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron, if I remember correctly, was based on the same engine as the third-person shooter Star Wars Battlefront II that came out in 06 or 07.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, apparently people really liked it because it was the first game that you could command a group of troops and mm-hmm. also still be one of the players in that troop. And mm-hmm. your the the AI that follow you weren't complete idiots and like would get stuck in walls or something because that mm-hmm. was big huge technology at the time like AI not being idiots.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than all that, I can't think of anything else. So, um, I know the acolyte is supposed to be filmed. That is the final project of Miss <clears throat> Kennedy. But I
0: didn't didn't know that she's walking off.
1: Well, so her contract ends in October. And I believe she finally came out and admitted her wrongdoings. But then again, there's no press release. (laughs) I hear this. (laughs) I've heard this all through (laughs) YouTube. But I do know that some people have gotten some raises in authority at Lucasfilm. Let's give a nice round of applause to Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau.
0: Oh, thank God.
1: Who, um, are, are getting you know higher status in Lucasfilm. Of course, that is dividing the company, as we know. Some people want to follow their lead. Some people want to follow Kennedy's lead. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I really don't know about you know, what, fil- what, what is being filmed and whatnot. Yeah. Um,
0: who knows? they they've got like, I don't know. They've got like 14 different things that they're, that they, true. that, that all they all have promised live- us
1: and not right. And not all of them are live action. So they're animated. Um, oh, speaking
0: about- of, uh, speaking of the animation,
1: this yes. episode
0: is probably one of my favorites to have watched same, physically.
1: Same here. Um and I want to I want to jump right into it as soon as possible. I want to ask you one more thing though. Go for Did it. Did you see about um, the rumor that Brie Larson is is slated to become possibly Mara Jade?
0: Okay, so first off, I love Brie Larson. Uh, second off, I don't know where Mara Jade would
1: fit in this because isn't Mara Jade? Luke's daughter? No, no. Mara Jade was the Emperor's Hand. For those of you who do not know, she she followed Palpatine's will throughout the Empire. And unbeknownst to Lord Vader, she was assigned to kill Luke Skywalker, not capture Luke Skywalker, just before the Battle of Endor. And she was actually disguised as one of Jabba's dancing girls. In his palace. Now they don't, go this, they don't they don't go into this in episode six, but in the radio dramatization, uh C Tripia runs into a serving girl, and while she is under a different identity, uh, she is confirmed to be Mara Jade in the Thrawn trilogy, into the Empire, Dark Force Rising and The Last Command. She was going to kill Luke on the sail bar. Luke had a vision of her some years afterward standing on the deck. And she would have summoned Luke's stabber out of the air when R2 projected it. But um, Java would not let her go on the sail barge. And apparently when the Palpatine died, she felt it from a great distance. And to make a long story short, because I know we have limited time, And I want to do Mara's story justice. She eventually met up with Talon Card, who is a smuggler or was a smuggler. I have no idea how he fits into the new canon. And through a long series of (gasps) events, she becomes Luke's wife. And does give birth to a Ben Skywalker.
0: Okay, I'm trying to get with you now.
1: And she tragically meets her end at the hands of Jason Solo, aka Darth Kitis. Yeah. During the second Galactic Civil War. So and if you want to read her full story, there are many, 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 many books that chronicle her story.
0: Do you think that they're going to try to blend the Mara Jade the the original arc of Mara Jade with the sisters? Sisters. Um, the new thing in Rebels and uh, and, oh, the night Sisters. Uh, not the Knight Sisters. Um, they are Vader's. Uh,
1: oh yes, 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 yes.
0: Vader's uh, Maybe, apprentices, kind of.
1: As far as I know, she never had a lightsaber. She was force sensitive, but she never had a lightsaber. Oh. At all she, um, Luke gave she, Luke she, gave her his original saber, which he did recover in the old canon too.
0: She, um, she definitely has a lightsaber at some point in her story because oh no, they are know. like specific ones.
1: I know, I know. Um, it's a I never I never knew that she actually had a saber given to her as part of Vader's little army because she and Vader hated each other. I don't know if you knew this, but they yeah. hated each other
0: too. I, I clearly would... don't know anything about Mara Jade at okay. all. Well, they w-
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were both vying for Palpatine's attention, right? But as far as I know, she held Luke's original saber, which was recovered along with Luke's hand. And, um, that's a whole other story altogether, yeah. If that wanted, is, if you, but she if was, wanted, the, if, yeah,
0: she was the wielder of the Graflex for a time. That's interesting,
1: uh-huh. yeah. That makes her but important, like I, I think. Like I said, if you want to read that, read the Thrawn. Trilogy, and you'll learn all about that. But hey, um, enough with Mara Jade. As much as I love her, she's not canon jump- again
0: yet. Again, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're getting off. Track. <laughs> we're getting off, track Um,
1: let's go into this episode. So this week we are talking about the Bad Batch episode five, Rampage, with a running time of twenty. 25- 5 at 26 minutes. Yep. Um reports are conflicting on um, Disney Plus it's labeled as 25, you know, Wikipedia is labeled as 26. Um Max first impressions my friend.
0: First impressions um my <laughs> my immediate response was I knew the leader of the Nigerians the moment he spoke. Uh he's one of my favorite voice actors of all time. Uh I look up to him a whole bunch. And Mm -hmm. then he's one of the falling uh, prisoners as well. And if you didn't notice it, you wouldn't catch it because he only had one line as the falling extra. And it's... mm, I love Liam O'Brien so much. The choreography in this episode is Mm -hmm. phenomenal. I mean, we Mm -hmm. just saw a fight with Fennec Shan, but it felt like the camera was always too close. Like, it, it was supposed to make you, I think... If I'm trying to get in the director's head, he's trying to make you feel like you're in a cramped, uh, like, you're supposed to feel Alley anxious way. looking at it. Because, like, you want yeah. to know what's going on, but they're mm. fighting in really short alleyways or literally yeah. in a tiny sewer. And so, like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to feel anxious. But out yeah. in the open, when you get to see Wrecker uh, in all of his glory, whose head <laughs> still hurts, <laughs> and we're going to get to that, uh, yeah. and like, actually go to town.
1: It was so cool. Um, well for me this this episode was scattered with easter eggs mm-hmm um i love the hidden references and we're gonna <laughs> and a surprise um character that pops up in this episode we're gonna we're gonna get to him but um
0: don't you mean her yeah, we're gonna let's... get to her
1: <laughs> what we're gonna <laughs>
0: We're gonna oh, get no. to my favorite character in all of episode six.
1: You mean five? Oh, is it? No. Uh No, it's five. It's five? No, five is the uh no. We are this is episode six that we're recording.
0: Sorry. Star Wars the movie, the return of the Jedi. She's my oh. fa- she's one of my favorite characters oh, oh, in that episode movie.
1: Six. Okay. See, return of the th- Jedi.
0: This is when naming stuff gets difficult.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, let's just refer to it as Rots then. All right. So R O T, R O T J, or whatever. Raj. No, yeah, no, Raj. <laughs> R- <laughs> R- Raj
0: R- is episode
1: three. Raj is Return of the Jedi, or the original title, Revenge of the Jedi, which they scrapped the week before they uh, released the film. Um, all right. Let's jump into this finally.
0: So, where do we begin?
1: I would say with the havoc marauder flying through hyperspace. Is this a trend? Yes, Max, because Definitely. I feel like it doesn't happen at least three times.
0: Well, they're on the run. It makes sense. Like they can't just be like chilling in a bar somewhere, right? They're they're hopping around from place to place, trying to be as as low profile as possible. Especially, right. especially now that they know that they have. A bounty hunter of unknown origins for unknown reasons following them and trying to get Omega.
1: right. Which, speaking of Omega, uh, they gave her um crosshairs old comlink, yes, which she essentially loves as a toy. Um, which I mean, hey, I don't blame her, comlinks are cool gadgets,
0: (laughs) so they go to uh, Ord Mantel. Um,
1: Which is where we're we're gonna find this um what's it called? Sid?
0: Sid. This informant Sid. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um interesting spelling there. Um but yeah, informant of the Jedi during the Clone Wars. Um here's a question for you. For yeah. Ord Mantell, did you recognize the planet?
0: I recognize the name of the planet, and I know that um I know that it's actually a place that you can go in the MMORPG. Um it's actually a big point of contention uh in uh Star Wars The Old Republic MMO. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think it was like because of a DLC or something like Hutts moved in and tried to take over and like that's a whole thing from thousands of years ago. But I don't yeah. remember whether, like, if it was important in the original movies. I don't think it was. Well,
1: no, it wasn't. But during episode five, <clears throat> ESB, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Han Solo, when he's talking to Leia Organa in the hallway, right before the little fight scene, mm-hmm. when she demands to know why he's leaving, he says, well, with the bounty hunter we ran into on Ord Mantel, Gotta leave. This is where the name Ord Mantel was first dropped. Now, as far as reading it in books and seeing it in films, I don't remember whether or not it's popped up a whole lot. There was a little audio drama that was about 30 minutes long, and I can't find it anywhere. I had it once upon a time. I believe you can find it on YouTube. It's called Mission Rebel Mission to Ord Hell. and um, it was a little audio drama. Like I said, you can't get anywhere else. I can't find it on Audible or anything, but it described a mission to Ord Hell with three PO R two Han, Leia, Luke, and they ran into some sort of bounty hunter on the planet. Actually, no. It was an informant that was with them, actually. There was a group of alien species called Arifians. I have no idea what their purpose is. But apparently, they hatch from eggs. They're two, um, they come in twins. And apparently, the twin that was supposed to be the informant was killed by the other brother. And the other brother took his place. And I guess that Aruthian was a bounty hunter working for Jabba. But that's the most I remember about Ord Mantel.
0: So they go to Ord Mantel City, Ord Mantell, <laughs> New York City, yeah. New, York.
1: <laughs> New York. New York, New <laughs> York. Uh,
0: They go down several alleyways, literally only because Echo... Kind of, sort of, almost remembers where Sid is supposed to be, and the rest of the group is upset that he didn't let on that he's never met this person, nor knows what they look like, nor mm-hmm. like, nor knows if they even exist anymore.
1: So, where did Echo get this information from?
0: The uh, Jedi. The Jedi, because this is a Jedi informant,
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh, it turns out to be a Trandoshan uh a female Ocean, hmm. which is uh a lizard person just like the bounty hunter bosk bosk and
1: which I did not clue in that this was a Ocean because the audio description did not tell me um uh,
0: and bosk was really tall in the movies uh for those of you that don't know them by name there is a part in I believe episode 5 uh revenge of the sith
1: what no, no what is it called
0: <laughs> uh Dang, I'm getting all my names mixed up. Um, The Empire Strikes Back. um, Where there's a bunch of bounty hunters lined up, including Boba Fett. And there's a lizard dude and a robot guy and a couple (laughs) others. Uh, The lizard dude was Bosk. By the way, all of those people have names. They all have huge backstories. It's a big deal. None of them are as popular as Boba Fett, which is kind of hilarious. And but,
1: uh, I believe I do have some twelve inch figures of Bosque. At least one. I C- think I have Bosch. I think I have Bosque. I know I have IG eighty eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: love Star Wars so much. So <laughs> me too. Uh so Sid is a lot shorter than the clones. Um which is interesting given that mm-hmm. Bosque was as tall, if not maybe even a little bit taller than Vader, if I remember correctly. In the original huh. scene. Which is why I didn't know that she was a... Trandoshan? Uh, ocean until I actually had to look it up.
1: hmm Well, I, I recall Bosk. Um, I remember he ate most of his nest mates when he was born. So maybe that's why he's extra tall? I don't know. Too much uh, baby, baby food? I don't know. Yeah. So...
0: uh Sid comes clean and says that she's Sid and uh, Well
1: hold it. No, she doesn't. Because <laughs> like she's not Sid, and it's Omega that calls her out. And Sid re- remarks that she is smarter than the rest of her friends. Mm-hmm.
0: Like a force sensitive kind of smart. Oh anyway, boy. Anyway, and I'm I'm just poking the beat. I'm just poking the, the nest at this point. So <laughs> uh so after Omega calls everybody on the comm in the same room and says, oh, I found Sid, you guys. Uh, Hunter said, uh, Hunter's talking to Sid and says, hey, uh, we, uh, we need your help. And (laughs) Sid remarks that she's never had clone deserters to come here before. Um, She, uh, Sid says, uh, uh, Echo, uh, puts his robot arm into her computer and pulls up a picture of Fennec Shand and, uh, onto her, like, 3D computer machine thing and says, do you recognize her? And Sid says, no, but I know a bounty hunter when I see one and she looks like a bunch of bad news. Uh... You uh but I'm gonna need time to do the research on it, and in the meantime I need you to do something for me. Tit for tat. Yep. And she says how
1: these informants go.
0: And she says there is uh a child. There is a child uh that has been taken by Zygerians... Um, whom I didn't recognize, I, I didn't recognize the species um, until uh, until I saw a picture of them from the Clone Wars. They are a bit okay. of the Clone Wars. They're also in the High Republic um, and one episode of Star Wars Rebels. Um, Speaking of the
1: High Republic... I just yeah. wanted to give you a little information here. I did hear that they might be ending the High Republic. Just warning you.
0: uh-huh I mean, I...
1: I mean, don't take that as a fact, dude. but with all we've been hearing, yeah. it might be the case. If it is the case, they would probably rework it.
0: That's what but I'm thinking.
1: I digress. Back um, to our...
0: So, Zygerians are notorious and have been notorious in all of pretty much all of their uh um uh, appearances Feelings? in star oh, yeah, wars appearance. uh mm-hmm. for being uh slave traders and that's no good so, No. Uh, are
1: they, are they separate from jabba's yes field?
0: okay ooh okay. uh this group of Zygerians was uh the leader of the Zygerians was talking about retaking their home world huh um or like retaking their home city. Um, well, where's that? Uh, it was it was muddled. I believe he called it Kadavo. Mm. Um yes, no it was planet. under the control uh it uh Kadavo is an ugly barren planet located in the Kadavo system of wild space. During the Clone uh. Wars, it was under the control of the Zygerian slave empire, which was used to process slaves. It has multiple volcanoes for the most part, but they were dormant. Nonetheless, the planet's atmosphere was re- was affected and remains filled with smog. Um, mm. and those are, uh, it was yes, it was mentioned in Rampage, and uh, the two, uh, it was mentioned, it was shown in two episodes of Star Wars: The Clone Wars.
1: Okay. Uh, I only watched Clone Wars once straight through, so
0: I, I'm just literally reading the reading the Wikipedia article at this point because I don't know anything about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so
1: I don't remember anything about it either. So we so, even.
0: Uh, emo elf dad, uh, Liam O'Brien, uh, is waxing philosophical about the about it in passing. So if I didn't have subtitles on, I wouldn't have known. I it w- would have literally just passed me by. I literally just had to mm-hmm. stop it and make sure I wrote it down correctly. Um so it appears that the Zygerians have lost their home world following the either uh like between when we saw them in the Clone Wars and now at Bad Batch uh here at Bad Batch. Okay. Um but they say, uh, Bad Batch says, absolutely, here we go. We're going to go. Uh. So they hop on hop on their ship and fly over, and they take a look. Uh, they get into a good vantage point, and they're describing all of these, uh, where all the slavers are, um, and they see a falling family. Uh, falling are uh, green, think like, if uh do you know uh the the doctor the uh the lizard villain from Spider-Man, they kind of look like that.
1: Okay, I know what following are, I believe there's one notable following from the old canon universe named uh Prince Seizure. And he was the head of the Black Sun organization.
0: Yes, that is
1: correct. Um he was killed by lord vader between episodes five and six in a book called shadows of the empire which had uh, a video game a bunch of merchandise it's a pity they didn't turn it into a movie because that would have been a good uh in between episodes five and six and even though it came out in the 90s i believe all the characters uh or all the actors would have still been in good enough shape. And since we never got to see all of them, you know, in their young state between six and seven, that would have been a pretty good um, film to see them all in. But unfortunately, we did not get that film. So, but yeah, following them, um, I believe they could change their fur color. I might be wrong.
0: Uh, They don't have fur. They have uh, reptile-like green skin. And they are capable of projecting powerful pheromones.
1: That's what they did. Okay, yeah, because I know Seizure planned on doing that to Leia. He captured Leia at one point during this book. And he kept using those pheromones on her. Right. Um, Or she was unsuccessful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, So uh, we see uh, an adult male falling, an adult female falling, and a uh, child, a young girl falling. Uh,
1: Which they, does the Bad Bats think this is moochie?
0: Absolutely. They think it's moochie. And (laughs) uh, a point of note is that the Zygerians have uh, collapsible bows. Ooh. Um and they shoot like purple arrow looking bolts. Um I don't re- I don't really know how it works. Um but uh because I it it doesn't I haven't seen it in the two episodes of I don't remember them being there in the the Clone Wars episodes. Um it's a it's a new technology, I think um but they de- uh. but this is definitely what i thought was a night sister bow
1: yeah.
0: she doesn't uh like near the end uh Omega picks up one of the night sister bows and and that becomes her weapon of choice throughout the rest of bad batch apparently okay so yeah. they have unknown weaponry we like we don't really know what they do because we don't actually see those bolts connect with anything, Mm-mm. um, so we don't know if it's, if it's just like a stun or if it's a kill or we don't know.
1: Right. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll see something like that later on in the uh, show.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the Bad Batch spreads out and uh come tries to come up with a brilliant plan, uh, that could not go wrong possibly and. <laughs> I think it's Echo that gets attacked by uh, a Brazak. A Brazak, correct.
1: Which I've never heard of before.
0: They are Zygerian gliding lizards. Uh... Uh, They are ugly things. Uh, They have. Yes, they are. They have big flaps of flesh on either side of their body that they can spread out and glide with. Mm -hmm. Um, they uh, they were used as transportation by both guards and the high class of planet Zygeria which insinuates that the leader of the Zygerians in this instance and this group of Zygerians was uh, a big deal which is cool Um, Mm -hmm. but it's also the size of a bus and so, uh, Echo doesn't have a whole lot of uh, wiggle room, and immediately gets knocked off, uh, knocked out of his hidey hole, and down where everyone can see them. And they all, uh, everyone but Omega, gets captured.
1: <laughs> and now we come to my favorite part of the whole episode. When, uh, when our boy. Bit Fortuna. Bit Fortuna on the screen second time in not even a year. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about this guy. (laughs) What's 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 that with him? I mean, we've seen him. We saw him very briefly in episode one. We saw him of in episode 6. Did we see him in episode 4? I don't remember. The movies? Yes, the movies. Uh, the, the, the Skywalker saga. Let's just call it that.
0: Uh, we, we did see him a lot in Jabba's palace. But that's right. all that I remember.
1: Okay. And then we don't see him again until freaking Mandalorian. And that's not until the very end. And he gets whacked. Off the throne, um, bye bye Bib, Fat Bib, um, and now we see him again. Of course, I mean it's not unexpected. I mean he's alive during this time period, but why are they? Why are they bringing Mister Fortuna back so uh, often?
0: I think with the rise of the Empire uh and the fall of the Republic. Better, uh, better as the fall of the republic, the Hutts' grab for power actually had some weight to it. So I think uh, this is just my own thoughts, but the ability to uh, have Bib Fortuna being Jabba the Hutt's liaison uh, off-world um, carries a lot of weight with it. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know where. Jabba's story is right now. Like I don't well, actually know s- if he's in power.
1: Well, he should still be in be on Tatooine. Right. I mean, he's he was on Tatooine since at least episode one. Um Phantom Menace. Yeah. But or maybe no maybe they're reminding us that Big Fortune is around because he'll be in the Book of Boba Fett or Kenobi.
0: It was also a good It was also a good foreshadowing of what was to come in the rest of this episode. As we find out who Moochie really is.
1: Yes, yes. We will we will discuss that in great detail. But so Bib shows up, threatens Sid, and or Sid assures him that everything is under control and he'll uh, Jabba will get Moochie back.
0: And so, so uh, it cuts yeah. back to the Bad Batch who are all chained next to the Folline, uh slaves <laughs> or people yeah. that are about to be slaves and uh, Omega is coming to the rescue uh, slowly and haphazardly. Uh, the, the Bad Batch is talking to themselves about how they can't communicate to her and Tech looks up to see her on top of a building, and he just remarks, "I don't think we're going to need a comm to get to her." <laughs> Luckily, Echo is very smart, and Echo is uh, signals to Omega by say by shouting way too loud. You're lucky you don't. We don't have our gear, so that uh, Omega knows what her objective is: is to get the guns and armor and stuff back, so that they can actually fight back. Uh, but on the way there, she falls off the roof. No, she, she kicks a rock down accidentally. And when they start looking for her, she comes off of the roof and she finds a cage. Yes. And we don't, we see the camera is looking at her from inside the cage. And she says, oh, I've got an idea and the Zygerians find her and pick her up and throw her at their boss's feet. And, and the
1: guy's name is uh, Rainy, I believe.
0: Rainy, yes.
1: Yeah, that's the name of the boss.
0: Omega says that she was not singing, sneaking, but unlocking and presenting the unlocked bolt that was keeping the cage uh, closed. closed. And... Uh, the guards attempt to secure the cage, but are no match for the real Moochie, who just busts out of the cage. We have ourselves a juvenile rancor.
1: Rancor.
0: And do you
1: want to talk about this now? Or do you want to talk about this at the very end? At the end. Okay.
0: Moochie rages and
1: the rampages. She's yeah.
0: so good.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: She destroys almost everything. She beats the crap out of the the flying lizard thing. She beats... The, literally none of the Zajirians can can even run away fast enough. Um, luckily, with this distraction, uh, Wrecker is able to break himself and everyone else free. Yep. And he... Uh... As they go to uh, to free the Faline, and they're saying they're calling the girl Moochie, and the adult Faline waves his hand and says no, and points at the rancor and says Moochie, Moochie, because he's speaking in Huties, if I mm-hmm. remember correct. No, he's speaking in Faline, um, not Huttese, Um, and they don't understand what he's saying, and so he points at the rancor and says Moochie, Moochie, that's Moochie. And, (laughs) and the whole bad batch goes, "Ah, this was supposed to be an easy job. So now they have to, uh, protect these, uh, almost slaves and now have to corral a still rampaging Rancor.
1: Rancor. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So what happens next?
1: Um, let's see. Um, they. Oh, man, I lost my place too. Oh, the Bad Bats go with, um, confront Mucci, I believe. Yes.
0: Yep. Uh, after they make, uh, after they make short work of Rainey and his Nigerians, um, wrecker is wrecker and tech are watching moochie go ham on this flying <laughs> lizard thing. Yeah. And tech says, uh, they respond to a, uh, a social hierarchy. You have to prove, you have to challenge the leader and wrecker goes, all right, I got this. And after seeing all of this and all of this destruction, and kudos to Record to think that he could take it.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, and this is coming from the guy who's, coming, who's having increasing problems with his head mm-hmm. over the past three episodes. Yep. Which, I don't know what's up with that.
0: I know what's up with that.
1: You want well, to take that? I, I have end? my theories. Okay, let's stop that at the end then.
0: Yeah. So uh, they... <laughs> they're fighting, and uh, after the rest of the Bad Batch is doing cleanup, <laughs> uh, Wrecker and Moochie are struggling to continue to swing at each other, but they're not stopping. <laughs> they're just trying their best, and finally they collapse together, being too tired to continue to fight. And. Well,
1: they're- Good thing she was a juvenile. Yes. Not a full-bred, full, full-fledged uh, Rancor. That would not have gone well for Wrecker. Mm. So.
0: And uh, I believe it's when the Bad Batch is coming up onto this scene of watching Wrecker and Moochie go at it uh, is when Omega picked up her weapon. Uh. And that changes a few theories for uh, for me with Omega, but i I still have, I still stand that she's definitely a strand cast, and I don't think that she's a Django clone. But we're gonna get to predictions later. So yeah, um, we we cut over, uh, we cut back over to Bib Fortuna in real life, uh. Showing up at Sid's door with two Gamorian. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot that he
1: was a. I forgot that he was a hologram earlier. Yeah. The audio description didn't really mention that, which it should have. But then again, it it's very picky and choosy. I guess depends on the narrator.
0: Uh, Sid Sid tells Bib to relax, uh, and that she always keeps her promises. And when Bib Fortuna. Uh, warns her about the consequences of failure. Uh, Sid tells Fortuna that this is a delicate mission and to tell Jabba to be patient. And as she says the word patient, you hear Moochie's brain roar, roar. Yeah. And everybody, they're just <laughs> walking Moochie down the hallway, uh, down this alleyway in the middle of space New York, New York. <laughs> and... Like, nothing's wrong, and no one's gonna question it. And... She... uh Moochie goes off with Bib, who very clearly is very affectionate towards Moochie, which is really yes. sweet. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Hunter's pissed, and... Uh, that Sid didn't tell him that they were dealing with a rancor and Sid just shrugs her shoulders and says must have slipped my mind you dark and broody follow me (laughs) and all of the bad batch looks at Hunter and he just goes oh (laughs) alright so uh, Sid introduces uh, pulls up the picture of Fennec Shand uh, a different picture of Fennec Shand and names her explaining that she is a new bounty really? hunter, but yeah. has already proven herself to be ruthless and cunning within the bounty hunters guild. When Hunter asks who hired her, Hunter says that her sources within the guild say that she's working on a direct commission. So it is, oh. it is not the empire, and it is not specifically Camino as a whole, and it, it's not a corporation as far as we're aware. Um... Sid hmm. warns that Hunter uh will need friends and money. Uh emphasis on money. Yes. And Hunter admits that they are not swimming in either. She gives Hunter a briefcase full of what looks like computer ram chips, telling him that more credits are available if he's looking for work. Hunter Which- Yeah
1: she when she when when she said you know they would get the profit for getting Muchi, she said 70 30. yeah, seventy percent I guess for her. yeah, thirty percent for them
0: But yep. huh. uh, still not a not a small chunk of change and honestly, True. they didn't have a lot of other options.
1: No, but I mean, I got the feeling that they're probably gonna be working for Sid a little more.
0: Yeah, my boy Michael Mobley said that uh, after having watched this episode, we're two episodes away from being on Tatooine. We're just going to be there again. And we're going to be running Hmm. gigs. Uh, They're going to be running jobs for Sid, which might mean that they're actually going to start running jobs for Jabba. So you think we'll
1: actually see Jabba in this?
0: I don't know. Uh, That could just be a one and done. But definitely now that they're essentially mercenaries now, They They might see Java. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. might see. We might see a a lot more people that we know than than those that we don't. Uh Sid, before right at the end of the episode, Sid remarks that they must that they must be pretty important for a hunter of Shan's caliber to be pursuing them. When Hunter frowns his dark and broody face at her, uh Sid (laughs) says that she's good with secrets. And uh Hunter continues to scowl and they roll credits. So Mm -hmm. like there's a lot going on in this episode and there's a lot leading up to a lot, a lot, a lot leading up to what is going to be happening next and who we're going to be meeting with and Omega becoming more than just Omega. The child character.
1: Yeah. Um, True.
0: And I'm excited to see her come into her own and I'm really excited to see what what happens when they start to uh, when they actually start to really lean on her and her skills. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My thoughts and predictions are that uh, Tech has been working on a device to do something to their inhibitor chips within the Me Bad too. Batch
1: you activate them entirely or remove them entirely
0: i don't remember uh it was said in passing on the episode where they were on the moon okay um and it was before their ship broke so it wasn't an immediate priority
1: okay
0: but okay what i'm thinking is that that's a one-time use thing right and wreckers we're gonna lose wrecker oh boy i think his inhibitor chip is freaking out because he took a head injury. And now the team will have to make a choice. Like, do we think that Wrecker can be Wrecker? Like, can we do this without Wrecker being able to wreck things? Or, uh, like, and try to save Crosshair. Or do we waste our one Revivify? (laughs) Do we waste our one uh, uh, get-out-of-jail-free card on Wrecker and then... Like, admit that we can't save Crosshair. That's right. where I think this is going.
1: Okay. Okay. But that's
0: like a C or D or E plot. That's not even like the top two plots right now.
1: Right, and and may not even be in this first season, if there's more than one season. Right. Um. But, so Moochie, do you think this is actually the uh, Rancor?
0: 100%. 100%. There's not a doubt in my mind.
1: How could this be the same rancor though? I mean not that they don't I mean do they look alike yeah I mean, because they, the rancor in episode six was you know savage and-
0: Yo, they they literally have the same teeth The underbite is exactly the same with the exact same number of teeth and mm-hmm. they it's the same sounds and it's the same model it's just smaller and more pissed. <laughs> Huh. And
1: well, then in I'm that so case excited. that makes that, that makes Muchi's eventual death in episode six, if this is actually the same rancor. Yeah. Um, that makes that's very poignant. Um but we didn't see Bit Fortuna comforting the two guys at the uh, at the gate in episode six.
0: They he did? That was him? I don't remember. <laughs>
1: No, I don't think he was even there. No, I think he was. I yeah. think he was still up above. I mean, Jabba seemed upset.
0: It's hard to tell with Jabba. Jabba just always is pissed.
1: So, back to your prediction that we're gonna go to Tatooine in a couple of episodes. Would this mean? Do you think we'll catch a glimpse of um, Kenobi? Or do you think that's going a bit too far?
0: I feel like that would be very interesting. I think that Echo would be very happy to see them. I think that uh, Obi-Wan would be very upset to see them. (laughs) It's like, what are you? I'm trying to lay low. What are you doing here?
1: But I think it would be very interesting for all of them to meet because then they could explain about the Mm chips to Obi-Wan. Oh, and, and Obi
0: Wan doesn't know.
1: No, but here's what brings me to my next point: We need to know. We don't know what happens. What happened with Cody, Commander Cody? Um, and as far as we know, Cody and Obi Wan were very good friends before Order sixty six, and not only that, but Cody and Rex worked alongside each other because the five hundred first and the two hundred twelfth legions often war together, so this would mean that we would definitely run into Captain Rex at some point, and hopefully Commander Cody, because they are the biggest uh, clones available, you know, at the time. Um, And if Cody remembers what happens, what happened with uh, with Obi Wan, he would feel very, very guilty. Because he doesn't know whether or not he killed Kenobi. Um, and not only are we talking about Kno- um, Cody here, we are also going to be talking about uh, Commander Bly. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Commander Bly? Nope. She uh, He hung out with uh, Isla Secura. Oh. A lot. And un- unlike Cody, Bly actually hit her with the blasters. So this would mean very a, a very tragic backstory, because apparently Bly and Sakura were very good friends too. So I think we're going to see more of the regs, more of the regular clones stories in this series. Maybe not in this season, but I want to see how Rex ended up where he was because when we meet rex and Rebels, he's hanging out with uh ex commander gregor and ex commander wolf okay and that, so that's where he's hiding out with two other clone commanders
0: which means so that they they've gotten wise not only gotten wise but their inhibitor chips must have been removed or disabled so like that cre- so that bring- gives me hope to think that Whatever tech is building, it might actually be m- bigger than just tech mm-hmm. being tech.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this would also mean that we we might get to see one last showdown with the clones because by the time of Episode Four, we, there are no clones or very little.
0: Yeah the five oh uh, the five oh first becomes Vader's fist, and they become a small well, the, relatively. Uh, In comparison to uh, the armies that they were, uh, a small, a battalion uh, that were Vader's fist. They just follow Mm -hmm. Vader all the time.
1: Mm So, I don't know. I don't know. I would like to see that that transition from clone to stormtrooper. I would like to see exactly how the Empire grips the galaxy. Because at this at this moment they haven't exactly gripped the galaxy in total domination. They're still struggling. Because Palpatine, as much as he's a Sith Lord, he can declare himself emperor all he wants.
0: You can say anything you want. You gotta back it up though.
1: Right. You need to back it up, and I I want to see how that happens because those stormtroopers are 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 not really good soldiers um, as we know. Um. But you know, this is all very interesting. So, you know, clones might see more of them. Might get to see other Jedi in hiding.
0: That would be too. fun. So Especially with their the- like with the wild success of Fallen Order, uh Star Wars Fallen Order, the video game, we might actually be able to see other thing that we might name drop some stuff there. I know that um mm-hmm. war Operation War Mantle was name dropped in Rogue One. When they were listing off, uh, when they were in the imperial base,
1: on uh, Scarif.
0: Yes, What uh, I, need, I
1: need uh, to not. That no, film, they man. were
0: uh in the the scene where she, the main girl character in Rogue One, whose name oh, I completely forgot, stuff. um, <laughs> she, stuff. uh, she shows that she knows Terrace Kasi, so like she, that whole scene is just like name drop, name drop, name drop, name drop, name drop, name drop of all these cool things that used to be really cool uh so like i'm not entirely sure where i we're headed with this yeah war mantle is still being a thing that they're working on in in rogue one so like Mm -hmm. it might still be a thing well i mean like it is still a thing but like we don't know what it becomes uh, and so they named a couple of other programs, uh, another programs, another uh, number of operations being run by the Empire. And it'll be very interesting to see what those are and how they're implemented.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, One of those programs I remember was uh, Darksaber. Yes. Now, I don't know what that's referring to because we have the Darksaber, Saber as you know, wielded by Din Djarin at this point. And then we have, um, there was a machine that was supposed to be capable of blowing up something called the Darksaber. And that was shown in a little trilogy in the old uh, canon universe, legend universe. Um, it failed spectacularly. It was run by a uh, Durga the Hut actually. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, but
0: I yes, think I think yeah. that Operation Dark Saber in this universe is, uh, Palpatine is fully aware that whoever has the dark is Can Mandalore, Mandalore. Uh-huh. so he's trying to find a way to rule Mandalore, and so he sends Moff, Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon, in search of it. I don't know if he's—I <laughs> don't know if he's the first one that he sends on that mission, but he's definitely the last one he sends on that mission.
1: Mm-hmm. And all those programs—they uh, so they yeah—they were going through those on Scarif when they were searching for uh, the plans. Right. So,
0: all right. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit Three Five Two, and our Instagram and Twitter are at SU Three Five Two Podcast. Uh, We also have an email, which is specialunit352 at gmail.com if you have any questions for us. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app because that is the only way we'll show up in their algorithms. We look forward to talking with you next week. And as Peyton always says,
1: may the folks be with you.